in a world of uncertainty. River's jizzing in his pants and then you bring up your wife in the next sentence. Like, oh, no, what is going on? There is only one place you can turn for fair dinkum advice. One word, unbelievable. Two words, holy shit. Three words, oh my God. A place where the undeniably American. It sounds so weird in like an Australian accent. Meets the undeniably Aussie. Hey, 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 let's stop the foreskinning for some absolutely wonderful segments later. Where the analysis is solid. I, for one, was not one of those haters as I picked a Rams victory. Look, I think he can get over 150 yards in this game easily. Kick his ass, Tyler Bass. And everything else is out to kill you. There's going to be shrinking nutsacks all over the place. Welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. G'day and welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I am Maddie C and I get to steer this crazy boat. But before I start and bring in the other fellas, I'd just like to start with our acknowledgement of country. And I think it's important to do that because Manjot and I, we're dialing in from Canberra, which is traditionally Ngunnawal and Nambri land. So I'd like to pay our respects to the traditional landowners here and also extend that respect out to the leaders of the Ngunnawal and Nambri people, past, present and emerging. I'd also like to extend that up to Darawal people, which is Wollongong, where Taylor's going to be dialing in from and extend that same respect to their elders, past, present and emerging and show our respects to the uh, traditional landowners in both these regions. Very important and it's something we do here in Australia for those from across the seas who aren't familiar with that tradition. Also a tradition for me, though, is going through our social media at the top of the show because we've got a lot of places you can find us now. Of course, all the links, even through to the pastry press stuff and Manjot, are in one place, and you can find them at Linktree. So just dial into Linktree and type in Aussie NFL Fantasy. It'll bring up the links to everything we do in one page. If you're looking more specific, though, you can absolutely find our YouTube or our Instagram, or our TikTok, all of those on those sites at Aussie NFL Fantasy. You can also find our Twitter, because we're back there again at AU NFL Fantasy. And if you're a bit more into an old school fashion uh, style of communicating with us, we definitely will receive emails to Aussie NFL Fantasy at gmail.com. We've actually been getting through a couple of mock drafts and the entire board, and we've been able to give people a little bit of feedback about their teams as well, and maybe what we would do in this spot. Uh, good chance to ask people what their strategies are too. And, and I mean, we're always learning too. But if you are not somebody who lives in those digital means and you would rather, you're a spoken word kind of person, hit us on anchor.fm forward slash Aussie NFL Fantasy. You can leave us a voice message for up to a minute. You can do it multiple times and stitch it together. You could be on the show. So keep that in mind. All right. Eddie's showtime. I'm going to bring the boys back in and bring in this holy trinity, the triumvirate of us Aussie NFL fantasy analysts. So, without further ado, I'm going to drop in a drop because that's what drops do. And I'm going to bring in Taylor and Manjot. So, giddy up. This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show. Taylor talk time. Because all I do is win, 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 no matter what. That's a foreskin right there. We'll foreskin that for later. <laughs> That's on the first five pages. Wowza. Mate, um, oh, the first four pages. Four skin. We didn't want to talk about it. You guys brought it up. It wasn't me, of course. Mate, we'll, we'll chat later. Um. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. you can trade. I didn't realize it was a trade button. I don't do many trades, mate. So oh, I always stay on the fence. I don't call him an absolute spud. And I never call him an absolute choker <laughs> in the second half of years. So, well, we start with the portaloo at the back when we just shit ourselves uh, straight into the portaloo. And then it goes into a hole. Not even to an actual toilet. Aussie NFL fantasy. 
Look, eat it, Mark Downey. I'm, I'm all dolphins this year, mate, and you're going to have to make a lot of room because I'm not the smallest bloke in the world uh, on that bandwagon. Mock drafting from where you're going to go, it actually is useful in 16-team leagues. Like, it actually is. You can – I mean, I probably take it to the extreme. Like, doing, you probably don't need to do 7 million of them, but, like, you can get a yeah. feel for where you're at and what falls to you. Like, sometimes – you don't get what you normally see, and sometimes you do get more. Like, I had yeah. a situation with the 3-4 there with the wide receivers. Like, more people got to me than normal. So, it's yeah. it's actually good, man, Joe. Like, I would say for you to possibly do that just to sort of see what falls to you. You can change your strategy based off what you're seeing of ADP-wise, and then you can be, get a better mm. feel for when you're in there. And also, yeah. you could do that instead of university work because we all know university yeah, will get you nowhere, but picking nine <laughs> exactly. in the Astro League, fucking important, yeah. mate. So get it's your- It's going to open yeah. up doors. It's going to open up <laughs> yeah. a lot of doors. Open I reckon a lot of doors. Yeah. So you've got that team with the six wide receivers in a row, but anyone see next door to it? <laughs> Ekala and then five wide receivers in a row. Five of the first six. <laughs> see, do you see what I had to contend with there? Just couldn't get any <laughs> shit going. Hang on. Let me read this out for the audio audience here. you got Jamar Chase, Two Mike C-horses. Evans, Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, Drake London, and Devonta Smith as the six first-round picks for Team That's Eight. Seahorse. But... <laughs> But I guess it's Jackal picking at Team 7 because he's got Eckler. And then it's Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Hollywood Brown, Gabriel Davis. My God, he's a sixth-round pick at the moment. And uh, Tyler Lockett as and then, five and then, wide um, receivers in a row. <laughs> and then Jackal will uh, then proceed to trade Eckler to me before the season starts. Yeah, he will. <laughs> and he'll have uh, Madison year. and Rashad White as he's starting running back in the 16th. <laughs> <laughs> Great trade. I mean, have a look at team eights. We're starting running backs. It's Michael Carter and Raheem Mostert. Like, woo! <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> this is honestly the first Astro draft I've done in ages where I've gone running back, running back. Because um, yeah. I've often been right in the middle there, and it's been weird. Like, often, and I'll, I'll talk about this in a bit, but I kind of like, I don't mind the 16th spot this year because... I sort of feel like I get off before the tier break in running back, like on in that second round. Like it sort of drops off probably halfway through that second round. So I actually like where I am this year because like even last year when I picked from five, I picked Zeke and I wasn't even sure about Zeke. And by the time it got to me in that second round, I didn't like the running backs and I ended up feeling forced into taking a wide receiver. Yeah. Whereas I really, really like my team better here with the two running backs at the start. And then I really like the value I got on the wide receivers later. Oh, yeah. 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 I couldn't agree more. Uh, mate, the decisions really came pretty early for you, Manjo, because you're saying at pick nine, you're kind of presented with an uncommon mob. Um, do you want to recap a little quickly there, just sort of those couple of decision points you had starting in the first round? Yeah, it was very difficult at the start because once I reached, once everything reached to me, I mean, usually I'm getting like Chase, Jefferson mm. in that sort of range at nine. One of them is dropping or Eckler's is dropping or Dalvin yeah. Cook's dropping. But recently I've just been getting Joe Mixon like every time at nine. In every mock I do. So it's just been the Joe Mixon show. And I'm just hoping <laughs> Mixon just actually does well again this year. Mixon's going to have a great year. Yeah. I'm yeah, okay with I'm that. I'm just man. hoping. Yeah. I think people I'm are overdrafting hoping. Burrow. I, I don't think they're giving the running game as much props as it needs. Yeah. yeah online, man. 
Yeah, and then second up, it was the choice between Debo and Javante because Debo can also have that rushing game because he has the incentives in that newly minted contract. Very excited about that last Monday, even though I had COVID during it. You guys mm. can all see the reaction. I was very, very excited. But yeah, um, Javante. Javante is another person that if he doesn't end up on Manjot's mark, then we might as well delete the whole mark. It's yeah, exactly. Like he's been, he's been on everyone. Yeah. He's been on everyone except I think <laughs> once when I took Lenny over Javante. And but, that was because, wasn't that because I, t- I said I wanted Lenny? Wasn't that yeah. when I was like, you it were tortured him? Yeah. yeah. You're effectively was, waterboarded by Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was still in the chat. Yeah. 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 I hijacked you. <laughs> yeah, but then I feel like my top two wide receivers, I got Waddle and Robinson, who have a high upside, but they have a lot of question marks around them. I mean, Waddle, he's got he's got Tyreek now next to him. He's gonna have a reduced sort of target share in that offense. And then Robinson again, he has Cup next to him. So these two are wide receiver twos, I'd say, in their offenses. And yet I chose both of them as my top two wide receivers. So that was a very big risk for me to take. Now, I did have team seven, team eight pick before me some rounds, and they took (laughs) all the wide receivers in the world. So I was kind of fucked with all these decisions. So it it was like a million wide receivers were taken before I could even get both of these two. So it's just I got what I had to get. I think if I had my time again, maybe take a fly on Brandon Cooks. That that was another choice I was thinking of. But I think A-Rob, he'll have a solid year. I'm just hoping that Cup doesn't steal too much of the target share. Uh, also, Sanders the next round. I'm not 100% sold on him. I, I was thinking between him and Kareem Hunt. Yeah. But I, I took Sanders just... I just had a gut feeling that Sanders... Because he's a running back one in his offense, that'd probably be better than Hunt, who is a running back two in his offense. That's just what I'm just feeling that Hunt won't. Dan has had as cap. many rushing touchdowns as you, me, and Maddie last year. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. like he, I he had him one when has to have positive regression this year. Like he, yeah, really has to. I had him in a shit sandwich of RBs last year with him, Gibson, yeah. and Saquon. In that one running back corner, my first draft last year. Oh, that was terrible. Nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, yeah. And then Gibson broke out after I traded him away. So, uh, yeah. And talk, talk to me intense. about why you hate Brandon Ayuk and when Dawson Knox over him. Oh, uh, yeah. I was good. Uh, I was thinking Ayuk would come back around. I was just so stupid. I was thinking that. <laughs> I was thinking that Team 8, Team 7 would be set on wide receiver by then. I was thinking then it would leave Tyler Lockett or Devonta Smith straight to Maddie, And then, like, you could be so far down the page, Maddie doesn't even see him. And then Maddie doesn't see him again when he comes back around because Maddie would have already been set with three wide receivers. And he would have taken James Cook. So then... That quarterback run would have happened, and then I would have gone Ayuk. But ultimately, that wasn't to be because Team A and Team 7 completely hoarded all the wide receivers in the world. So then 
Ayuk had to go to Maddie. So one last you know, time, they just, did it, Team Angel. One last time, just for good measure. <laughs> yeah, teammate, teams. Dallas said, "Yeah, exactly." It was the last just run of last wide time. Yeah, and they even took like Gabe Davis, Team Seven. Come on, man! Like yeah. he's another guy I can be high on. He's but yeah, Dawson boy. Knox. Yeah, Dawson Knox. Again, there was Zach Ertz taken just for me. So I probably would have gone Ertz that next round. I would have taken Ayuk there. Then that Ayuk and Ertz versus Knox and Kirk, that is a huge difference in my book, I reckon. I think Ayuk and Ertz is a lot better than why I get out of Knox and Kirk. But I do have a little belief in Kirk with him and Lawrence just playing together. So, yeah. And then my quarterback, Kirk Cousins, uh, the NFL just for Kirk back Cousins. Back Back yeah. Oh. Yeah. I went with oh. the Christian Kirk Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> that Christian sounds Kirk a Cousins. lot like a quiz on Wheel of Fortune, you know, before and after. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the name I do like both game. of those picks, though. I actually don't I like do Christian too. Kirk this year. Like, you're basically getting the last number one. <laughs> well, unless it's like, <laughs> yeah. harder, Pretty well. But, like, they're... It's yeah. I actually don't mind it, and if that offense gets a lot better, like I mentioned, the Giants, and you know, I think the Jags will definitely take a step forward at least. Um, you yeah. can get the wide receiver one on that team with a breakout Lawrence, uh, very very cheaply. Yeah. So well, I actually yeah. like that pick. Okay, the only yeah. one who you could get later might be Devontae Parker, which Taylor got, but we'll talk about Taylor's in yeah. a minute. So in terms of just late value, yeah, yeah, I don't mind that at all, man. Yeah. And then Rondell, again, I think he'll be probably wide receiver one on that Cardinals offense until Hopkins and Marquise Brown get all this shit together and, you know, <laughs> sort themselves out with the NFL. So I think Rondell is a sneaky wide receiver one there because of Marquise Brown's recent arrest with the DUI. So. And Hopkins' suspension, of course, pets. So it's not going to be a bad pick there. Now, Mark Ingram, that was an interesting one. Yes, I'm, I love I'm this. thinking, yeah, I was thinking about Kamara's suspension. That's exactly what I was thinking about was Kamara. If he's suspended, then that pick is automatically someone that people would want to trade for. Oh, I just keep him and start him. 10 upside right there. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stake out there. I can just trade him or I can... Literally just play him and just yeah. get good. Yeah. I could trade him to Team 14. I would have probably had a package. Maybe you give me a Lamar. Yeah. Maybe Whoa, Ingram give me and Lamar. Cousins. Give me Lamar yeah, Lamar Ingram and, yeah. Ingram and Cousins for Lamar Jackson. Like a ride. Oh yeah. Ingram and Cousins for <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Maybe give me a side of, I, I'd say Robert Woods as well. Yeah, so that, that'd be a trade-off i put up to Team 14. Uh, we'll see if they want to take it. That's in the event of a Kamara suspension. Uh, and then to round it off, I took Tucker mm-hmm. early because, I mean, I know Taylor wanted him. Picks by Taylor. Pick for Taylor. Yeah, yeah picks by That's Taylor. Dr. Good Call over also, there. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Good Call. Dr. Good Call. Yeah. Once, once Dr. Good Call said it, he had the diagnosis <laughs> written for me. I had to do it. Prescribed day, Justin Tucker, daily with water. <laughs> and then the Ravens, defense, yeah, I'll just take them. Double Ravens. Before the def- yeah, before Jack's the going to def- be so happy with you. 
Yeah. He's just going to be so I don't happy. even know what team. I don't even know what team he's. I think he's back to the Cowboys right now. But oh, is he? We'll have to see. Yeah, but we're still still love Lamar love in our chat. Yeah, so, um, sorry to leak our DMs there, Jack, but love Lamar. Uh, love. We're still coming up with that post on Patriot Press someday. Better, mate. It's going to get Better. released. You've been yeah. only foreskinning it for like eight months. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Sammy Watkins to end, you know, former wide receiver one of Lamar Jackson. If you want to know how much pain Lamar's been in, an old <laughs> Sammy Watkins as a wide receiver one. And also... Oh, lizard. Former lizard. The yeah, formalist. Formalist. If you want to hear a story about pain, imagine having to have Sammy Watkins as your wide receiver one. They're right there. That's the hero's <laughs> yeah. journey. <laughs> yeah. Man, hey, God, where's boy. Jake Ferguson? I can't see him on there. Yeah. I haven't even taken him in any dynasty leagues either. <laughs> I actually I have. I've taken him in two. Yeah. I'll be I, taking I've him in the fourth him- round of one I'm doing this week. I've literally seen him in all my dynasty leagues. He hasn't been taken at all. I'm just trying to sign him as an UDFA. Oh, That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I go get on the board. Maybe a couple there. of guys in the IR and then go and snake him for your taxi squad or whatever. Yeah. We're going to get you into a couple of these leagues that are even deeper, man. I'm in a league where your roster's like 30 deep. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's just hoarding at this point. You're getting yeah. You're that. pretty much playing development league by some point. You're, yeah, you're taking system. You're taking the players' sons. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> All right, Tay. Do you want to run through your team? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I was, I was sort of touching on it before. Yeah. I um, was pretty pumped with Jones and Fournette. It's it's funny though. Like even well, for some of the wide receivers going a bit early. I actually ended up with a few there that I didn't actually mind, but Jones and Fournette are sort of the standout for me there. Uh, like you touched on too, uh, Swift might have been the only other guy I probably would have looked at there, but he sort of went you know, a couple of picks before me, so he'd be one I'd look at too. But I was really happy with the running back, running back start because, like I mentioned, I feel like it drops off a cliff uh, somewhere in the second round. So to get the running backs, two of the yeah. running backs before that happens uh, is an amazing start. Um, I just wanted to touch on this too. So in general, if you were to talk to a person that's never done fantasy football before, one of the cardinal rules is to basically say not go into a draft with a preset uh, idea of exactly how you're going to start your draft. So mm, normally smart. if you were to say sit there and go, oh, he's a running back, I'll like, I'll take Aaron Jones. But then if I was to look at my second position and it was actually more value at wide receiver, like a Devontae Adams fell there or something, um, normally you would say, all right, you're better off taking the better player. Like you're better off taking the the one that's the tiered guy that is there that's in the highest tier. In this scenario, I don't think that actually is 100% the way to go, especially going from 16 in a 16-team in a league. Because for starters, you really just want to pick the guys you really, really like. But two, if you believe there's a tear break at running back mm. in the third, fourth round and you can get way more um, sort of value out of some later wide receivers, I actually think it's good to throw that out the window and just take your two running backs that you really, really like now um, so that you can come back around and see some wide receivers you like in the third, fourth, fifth round sort of range. Because mm. if I was to take, say, Devontae Adams there and then it comes back to me and I'm staring at a running back I really, really don't like, I may end up completely. Whereas by taking Fournette there, even if it's sort of a loss at the 
you know, there's a loss in value generally at the start. But if I can then get a Sutton and a DJ Moore in the third and fourth round, I am in such a better position than if I'd left running back to layer. Um, so I just think in general, that rule I said makes sense. But in an Astro-style league, like 16 teams, and you've got to wait, God knows what, 30 picks or whatever it is yeah. before it comes back around to you, I think you just take the guys you like. And I actually think roster construction actually makes more sense than just taking the guy you think's higher value at the time. I mean, in your position here, just real quickly, if you forego Fournette and you take a Tyreek or... Adams drops yep. to you or CD Lambs. There's someone you really quite like. You take that. You're now gambling that someone in the ETN Dobbins Gibson yep. kind of tier has to be there. They have and I, to. And, I, and if they're not, AJ Dillon? Yep. I'm it was a layer? Oh. And honestly, those three guys you said are even a nightmare to me. Well, I don't even want that. Mm. Like, I... I would rather chase Edmonds, who I got fifth round. Like, I, I, I'm just so unsure about those guys' roles. Like, Dobbins, yeah. like, we don't even know if he's playing week one. Like, Jacobs, like, behind that I could have taken, that I could end up with there. Like, I don't even know his role either. Like, they've got about 100 running backs there. Um, Gibson, well, they've literally taken away all his passing work to McKissick, smooches, <laughs> and um and they've given and they've drafted a third round running back in in Brian Robson, Robson. so they he might even lose the running back work like the rushing work so this picks so yeah, many holes guys, in those guys right so much unsurety about there whereas <laughs> yeah. I could end up Cortland Sutton who I've moved up to eleven in my wide receiver rankings and DJ Moore who I have around the same thing I think they've both got upside where they can get easily into the top ten. So yeah. I've got a guys there that I actually think could finish higher than a Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and I think that's the point where it's like, gee, that's you're either just forecasting so far into the future. This is like picking the weather 14 weeks from today, right? Like, fuck, good luck. Um, and there's such a chance that, you know, you might not get what you're hoping for. So just in the way that this one panned out, it's really good to see it pan out like that so you can describe this because I think – Ross construction in a league this size is tricky. It's really damn tricky. And I think Manjot's showing us too, oh, man, the things you learn mm. from doing a mock draft and then you walk away from it and you go, fuck, have a look at that board, and then you come back to it again. And this is where your benefit has come from doing, as you said, 7 million mock yep. drafts. There's not as much to surprise you now. It's going to be really, well, what do live people do that's surprising? You'd know, you'd know this too well too, Maddie. Uh, what kills a team quicker in uh, Astro League, in a 16-team league? What's the fastest way to kill a team? Yep. Yes. It's running back It's running back watch, depth, mate. Watch your running, running back go back down. Depth. That's it, yeah. Exactly. It is running back depth, and you just basically, every team just gets destroyed as soon as they lose just one of their starter. Because they it's one of their starters, sorry. Uh, it's just so hard. There's no one on the waivers, like, unless you can somehow get the backup of the guy that you just lost, but he's probably on another team that was picked in the 100th round. Uh, by someone else, <laughs> it's it's just so hard to to find good running backs. So if you can get yourself depth there from the start, like and startable guys, um, it just it just makes your team feel so much more safer. Um, yeah. And that that's that's the only thing I sort of slightly disagree with Mark Downey when he was on. I think there is the 
way to actually handcuff maybe one of you guys. Uh, I think even in a four-bench team, I think there is actually the ability because if you can lock up one of those positions and get 70 to 80% from that backup, uh, I actually think it's quite worth it. Uh, But in general, if you can't do that, get yourself depth like that by picking, you know, round one, round two, maybe something like a round five and then getting a flyer who could have the role easily. Um, so yeah. I just think that's so important in this mm. league because the running back depth just is horrendous in this league. Absolutely. I mean, and you can see it in some teams. You've got that guy has got Brees Hall and AJ Dillon as his starters at team five. Like, uh, that's a tough day out, mate. <laughs> like, and if something should go wrong, you break glass in case of emergency to rush out Rashad Penny. So it's that's a tough out, the big man team in this league. Um, when you look and- around and see other guys have got, you know, um, Jonathan Taylor and Cam, Cam Akers or, or Henry Connor and Edward Hilaire as their three. Or, you know, gee, I far prefer Manjot's bunch as well with Mixon and uh, Javante, even though Miles Sanders is the third. God, give me that. Give me that because there's even a chance Miles Sanders isn't a complete train crash this year. And he could be a flex for him there too if he needed to. And remember, remember when we reviewed the draft last year, uh, after it had just been done, and we were like, there's like four teams who pick three running backs total on their entire team. Like, it's yeah. just like, that is just not enough depth. And that it's third not. guy was like barely startable. And you're like, if either of those starters goes down, that team is just in all sorts from the get-go. So, you see who those teams were too? Because I remember this. It was Seahorse. No surprises. Yep. <laughs> Kenny, he had a tough year. His team was better than it he did. probably should have been. But he didn't win. He didn't win a lot, which was a pity because he he patched it together and he found a way to make his team not look terrible. But then the wheels fell off horribly in the back end of the year. And Justin, Justin's yep. team somehow performed yeah, well because I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he might have had the Melvin Gordon effect or something was he, going on there. With he had he had, uh, he had JT, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, so that probably helps because that was basically two <laughs> running backs in one spot. That's yeah, and, and whatever yeah. he had as running as his second was just. Magic. It was Gibson. Like a, yeah. It was Gibson. Gibson. Well, it was trade, Gibson yeah. until he traded him to me. Yeah. yeah. So, he just kind of found he didn't need a lot because those guys stayed relatively healthy until he got rid of Gibson. And you clearly sent him back something that was worthwhile as well. I actually can't remember off the top of my head now. Mm. <laughs> I can't, it was probably some shit. It's a problem when you do 36 trades <laughs> in the month season. It's just hard. It's keep, hard keeping up with all 36 of your children. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's Taylor Jr., Taylor Jr., Jr., Taylor Jr., 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 Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Little Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay Jr. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. Um, I'll do nothing well, where were we drive a joke all- right into the ground. So, you know, don't leave me to keep talking. <laughs> Um, where were we up to in terms of reviewing my team? I, I don't even know where I was at. I sort of like touched on. I sort of touched on it bits and pieces. But um, did you want me to go? You to were happy with Edmonds? Pick? I reckon we should be. Oh, we'll go to Edmonds. Yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah, talking to, to where Edmonds and Brady that swing was an interesting swing because you just seen guys like some Brown and Mooney go off, and, and wide receiver probably wasn't in your mind. But Hunt was the last really worthwhile running back to go off, and I think. You talked about Edmonds and Hunt quite a bit in the last episode, and I don't think you would have minded getting either of them. But, gee, to get one of them, it would feel good. Yeah, it was good. And when I saw Hunt go a few picks before me, there's always that worry because I feel like Hunt and Edmonds, 
in a way, sort of ends tier for me um, because Patterson, I'm just looking at the guys who went after a Patterson, yeah. Singletary, Terry. Penny. I kind of feel like they're a bit of a drop-off to Edmonds and Hunt. Uh, I just think both of those guys are guaranteed of, of a lot more work. And I don't know what Patterson's yeah. going to be this year. I don't mind him too. Uh, but, you know, there's like a, the three guys that are going to share the rushing work. They're probably... There's a you know two of them are probably going to get passing work like even Damian Williams who you know at his age you know probably won't be too much of a factor but he also is a passing like he is a receiver at the backfield so I don't yeah. know if that could hurt Patterson's you know receiving work I, I just don't know the fact it's Mariota you know he's not going to be able to pass as well as Matt Ryan so <laughs> yeah look I, I just didn't trust it and I feel like Edmonds dropped. Uh, was the end of a tier there and I just felt like I really trust him in the flex and I can see him being a guy getting somewhere between 10 and 15 points each week uh, I think he's clearly the lead back they paid him yeah. that way and I just think he gets a lot of receptions out of that backfield uh, I was you know pretty confident in that and I, I spoke about it and it did happen uh, I, I really like taking my quarterback on this turn here because between the 6th yeah. and the end of the 7th where I would have to go a lot of quarterbacks go uh, yeah. And I just felt like I had my pick of the litter there. I, you know, Prescott or Brady were probably my the ones I'm looking at, and I, I just think Brady's got a very high ceiling again this year. Uh, they keep building pieces around him to throw to, so I just think it's going to be all systems go again for Brady. Yeah, I'm surprised Prescott's as low as quarterback nine at that point. I'm just surprised. Yep. I just, I just, I guess, like losing Amari Cooper and not really replacing him, I guess, is just a bit of a worry. Like, I think he uses his legs more, which is going to get get him fantasy value. So um, but I, I guess people just think that the passing yards are going to go down. But I also think CeeDee Lamb's going to have a massive year. So I just, I don't think losing Amari is going to have an enormous effect. No, I guess if he had Gallup, is going to have the year from, you know, he's going to, ha- he's going to be. The way he's going at the moment, he's going to be the new Gronk and Kelsey, right? He's all of a sudden people are believing in the Schultz Meister. <laughs> well, they are because he's in. Uh, well, what did he go on the fourth round in this in this mock? Like I, yeah, I talked about him six. early. I probably yeah. talked him up too much. Uh, I, he's just too out of reach for me in this league. Mm. Uh, no, I see him ubiquitously going as fifth or sixth tight end. Yeah. That's the trust people That's have, right. and I'm I'm fine with that. I will probably never draft him there, but I get it because. If Dak is going to end up where I'm ranking him, I've got him, I think, at the moment as my sixth quarterback. Uh, might be fifth, actually. And it's so, so that's got to go somewhere. And I do think you're right. Some of that is his legs. But I was just surprised, you know, like hmm. I know Brady's going to throw him in a lot. I don't think he's going to run him in. But yeah, I just kind of, I'm surprised that Dak's, Dak's that low. If Brady yeah. goes a spot before me, I'm happy to take Dak there. Just put it that way. So, yeah, I would be too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about how that's just the round in our league too, where we see four quarterbacks go. It's where you go from having maybe five or six off the board to having like 11 or off the board by the end of that round. And exactly. uh, if you've missed the boat, you've missed the boat. There's no two ways about that. That's where you used to wind up going, oh, fuck, I'm just going to have to roll with Eli Manning. That used to be what happened to me, to me a lot. <laughs> I'd miss that round. I'd be like, yeah, shit. All right. Joe Flacco, it is. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I know I end up I know Matt Ryan on the Colts like two years ago when I wait I waited too long. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely had years where I've wound up with like Sorry. Alex Smith and it's like, oh fuck. Yeah. Well here, here we go. Sorry, I did 
I definitely <laughs> stuffed that. I meant uh, Rivers. I know Matt, Matt Ryan's on the Colts oh, now. Oh, Rivers I mean, on I the Colts, yeah. Rivers when he was on the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Gee, I'm old enough to remember Rivers on the Colts. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Their last two swings at quarterback have just been fantastic as a Titans fan. Haven't yeah. they? God. The, the Colts have been such a disaster since, since luck. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Everyone was like, how do you go from one Hall of Famer to probably another? And then just luck fell to pieces. It was amazing. And that's um, my worry when everyone's talking up Ryan, thinking he's like an upgrade to Pittman and stuff. Like, he is the epitome of like everyone else they've been bringing in too. Like, he's, he's the same guy. You know, I don't know why everyone's so much more confident in Ryan when there was a lot of times last year where everyone was saying, is he done on this Atlanta team? I know he didn't have the weapons and stuff, but like, we're acting like Matt Ryan's like just been killing it for the last two years before he's gone to the Colts. Like, he, he clearly looks like he's on the town tick at the moment. So I don't know why everyone thinks he's a savior. Mm. He had a down year last year, but I'm pretty sure 2020 is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the whole league when that whole team was falling apart. He was one of the top guys in terms of like passing yards, passer rating, those sort of metrics. And yet the team could not win with him. And then I think before that, 2019, 2018, there's still like a playoff contender, fringe playoff contender. But yeah, Matt Ryan in his final season, Julio last year, uh, 2020, sorry, he was pretty good still. So, yeah, it's not really that bad. Uh, when you consider Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> Matty C, sorry, Baker Mayfield, well, what's your team look like, Baker? You do look a bit like Baker now. That I, uh, it's <laughs> kind of grubby. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the way you're looking at it, I mean, the, the war paint and everything, Looks like Baker's skeleton. It looks like Baker. <laughs> yeah. Not that chubby, man. Wow. Worry. <laughs> and here I thought I was like channeling my inner Chris Hogan or something like that. Um, yeah. Christian Zilstra <laughs> or something like that. Um, mate, I, I'm i interested in what it's like when you draft early in this um, in this first round because it's, it's not what's in the first round, it's what's in the second round that's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, you know what you're going to get at the top because, you know, one of those three running backs either drops you or you get Capo Jefferson and you can take your pick. There's no surprises there. But what comes back to you is is the real Christmas gift that keeps on giving because, I mean, when I was confronted with the choice of either um, Ezekiel Elliott, who I think is definitely better than everyone who was immediately after him, or one of those cool receivers because, I mean, I like Cannon Allen. I don't mind Terry McLaurin, probably not that early, but GFT Higgins had dropped to me. I'd be all over that. But having had Cup, I didn't need to make that decision. It was just easy to go for the running back who I thought was better. Um, and I think that kind of in this spot, knowing how far it is before someone comes back to you, being balanced there is probably the best thing I could be. Unless something was really obvious, you've got to take two of the same position. That was probably the right call. It, it, it was because you were getting close to running back really dropping off too, like I'd mentioned. And then yeah. Zeke, oh, I think, is probably a little bit his value. Like, he's probably been, you know, valued pretty low because of last year. So, I think there's only upside for him. So, you know, if 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 you were into the next sort of tier, I know there's Connor after that, but even Acres yeah. is where it sort of starts to drop off. And I think if you were staring there at Acres, that's where you probably could have gone wide receiver, wide receiver, and just yeah. sort of gone for, you know, the, you know, just dropped into that dead zone. But, you know, I think it was right timing for you to, to take Zeke there. 
Still too early yeah. to take Montgomery in the second round. I mean, way too yeah, early. 100%. So I was so glad he yeah. stuck around for me to pick him up in the third because uh, I wouldn't have been taking Brees Hall. And I don't yeah, know yeah, I would have taken really, Antonio really Gibson. Yeah. Gibson or Jacobs, I think it would have – I don't think I would have had trust in them. And then I would have been looking at that nice bevy of wide receivers, which Manjot picked up a nice slice of with Waddle. When Manjot took Waddle, I was quietly over here applauding because I thought – Man, that's probably about as good a value as you could ever get on model. Mm. I mean, it's the middle of the third round in a 6,000-team league. It's yeah, pretty good as your wide receiver one waiting that long. Uh, I was just so impressed with him there. Um, yeah. And that, you know, for me then, as my wide receiver too, he, uh, I was hoping Alan Robinson would hang around and then all of a sudden, bang, all those receivers go. But there were so many good ones left when Brandon Cooks came back around. I was feeling pretty happy with yeah. myself. And it was a real decision between him and Michael Thomas for about a second and a half because I love Brandon Cooks. <laughs> so, so that wasn't too hard. Yeah. Um, but it was another one of those ones where it's like, because it's a short turn for me, gee, if Michael Thomas came back around, I would have smashed that puppy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Kenneth Walker really was uh, a settle between him and um, Damian Harris. I just kind of figure, well, it's a bit sexier to go with a guy who you know a little less about because you know Damian Harris isn't all of a sudden going to turn around and be a, you know, a 35-catch guy. He, he kind of is what he is. You kind of don't quite know what Walker is, and it's just easy to think the upside there is just a little bit sexier than what Damien Harris offers. And and you can bet your bottom dollar I'm not drafting Miles Sanders. What? <laughs> <laughs> I like the mix of three running backs, two wide receivers, and that top five too. I just think it makes a lot of sense in Astro. Like, I've, I, I can't talk about running back depth anymore. I'm just going to explode. Yeah. The, the most successful seasons I had, there, Taylor and I both equally hold a record with Brendan on this, where four seasons in a row was the most anyone's ever made the playoffs in that league, yep. which I mean, it tells you how hard it is to keep going back. Uh, and how competitive is that? Just no one can be so dominant that they continue to make it over and over and over and over. It is cap. In one of those seasons, I was one and six and still made playoffs. <laughs> That's well, and out of two so of those four for me, I was seven and easily. six. Like, I wasn't doing it easily. No. So, it, there was the two championship seasons for me, but either side of that, I was seven and six and I was a sixth seed, both of them. So, it's, it's unsexy yeah. getting in there too sometimes. Um, but yeah. the, the most successful seasons I had were that three and two combo. I'd sort of worked that out and had been super lucky that the running backs didn't get completely butchered by injury. Because as you say, what, what kills you faster? Oh, you invest yeah. in a fucking Dalvin Cook. You don't have Madison and then Cook's going week two or something like that. It just, that just eats you alive. Um, that year that I did the trade with Pete straight after the draft to get Saquon and then he was gone halfway through game two. Oh, Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Fucking brutal. So, um, you know, that that's part of it. And, I mean, that season I stumbled my way to six and seven, missed the playoffs for the first time in four years. And, it's you know, it just it cripples you so quickly. The other pick that I liked, um, everything else after that, I, I didn't love nearly as much as just getting Ayuk in the sixth. And really, <laughs> if Ayuk hadn't have been there, I probably just had to take Pollard to handcuff Zeke. Yeah, but getting IU there, I thought that was worth missing the handcuffs. It was the only other yeah. pick that I really liked. Everything under that, eh, 
you know you're going to take James Cook. <laughs> I think I should have taken Ayuk in the fifth, to be honest. Wow. Where Sanders was. I yeah. I think just looking back on that, I would have loved Ayuk over all these other guys. I was hating myself at the fifth when I was getting at the fifth pick. So I think I might have taken Ayuk there in hindsight. That's and just that- Spot Astro is, man. You take the guys you like. You, you, there's no issue with reaching. Like, if you've got guys yeah. you want, it's just 16, get them because yeah. you're going to be waiting way too long. Yeah. How many 100%. years have I been saying this to, Tay? It's yeah. 16 teams. 15 of us are going to lose. So, you might as well exactly. lose with guys you like. Exactly. You know, yeah. 100%. It's fucking near impossible to win this league. So, if you can, holy shit. But, fuck, you're probably going to lose. So, the worst thing in the world is losing with guys you don't even believe in. It is fucking frustrating as shit. Oh, by the way, 6.25% is 1 over 16. So, that's the amount of probability everyone has at the start of the draft. So, that's just... I'm going to put that one there. I'm going to put that one there. You have, like, a 93.75% chance of losing in this league. Yeah, it's just really hard to, to and one hundred percent if you see horse, so it's it's pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> or Adam, <laughs> or Adam. Yeah, that's it. You make the playoffs, and uh, then you turn into Andy Dalton. Fantastic. <laughs> now, Manjo, I'm going to let you go and get the rest for your poor throat. We're um we're about a month yeah. out from starting ACT Gridiron down here, and uh, Manjot and I are going to be working with the media team on that. So, I need to make sure this guy's in ship shape for that. So, Manjot. Yeah, wait. I'm going to give you an early mark. Oh, you boys boys still going, though. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to give you the early mark. I just want to pick Taylor's brain about a couple of guys with ADP, and I'm going to let you go so you can get the rest up, brother. Oh, I mean, I I can stay on. I can stay on. Ask a few questions. Yeah. All right. My voice is getting back. To like normal throughout. You sound pretty. Like, you sound pretty good, actually, man. Oh, yeah, I'm actually. Getting, if you didn't tell me, you're sick. You actually sound alright. Yeah, I'm actually getting better as we go along. I think that's just what I'm feeling right now. So, you know, I can keep going for a few minutes as long as I just have okay. this water with me. Okay, okay. I'm gonna keep floating invisible water. Right, One AM finish it yeah. in <laughs> invisible water. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Manjot, myth, legend. Who thinks they're going first this week, by the way? Hands up. It's Taylor. Oh, you're wrong. It's you, Manjot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. Oh, okay. Man, that is just a load of information. Lots of dumping right there, man. Yes, you got to go for them early and then trade them. I was feeling that sort of vibe from Taylor. Taylor nailed, I reckon. Yeah, as someone who's living the pain of the Jimmy G experience still. Just trade that man, please. I just realized he, you know, basically had hamstrings made of tissue. That was great. <laughs> A lot like mine. Anyway, back to Manjot. How about me with my paid Manning jersey that I got for Christmas last year? This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. It's an upgrade, but he's not going to be so elite. All right. What I've done... And I'll, I'll pad this out a little bit so I can share a couple with you because I, I was I was really going to give you that early mark and let you run away. But I believe you when you say you've got the staying power to hang in there. The public defender here, when you speak, Maddie C listens, mate. You know, like like when Dr. Goodcall here speaks, Maddie C listens unless it's about James <laughs> Connor. Um, and yeah. I'll add a couple more in. But what I wanted to do is just talk a little bit about average draft position and play a little game. 
Here we go. And mm. the little game, I've, I've heard this happen on other podcasts and I thought it's a fun little game. And because I don't listen to anyone else's football podcast anymore, I'm probably really not hijacking this off anyone because I don't listen to their shows. The only show <laughs> I listen to is Aussie NFL Fantasy. I, I see other guys' content online. Good, good. But this is the only show I listen to. And I thought this is a fun little thing to do. Um, and I've, I've very purposely taken away the shared screen of that draft now because, you know, that might give you a little bit of a, an inkling on ADP if you get to look at that board. So, I've taken it away. Some big meanie. Yeah. But what I'll do then, I had five that I was going to ask Taylor, but I'll pad this out and I'll ask you guys three each. All right? Oh, okay. But I'll start with uh, with Taylor and his girlfriend, James Connor. Um, just in a standard 10-team league on the Sleeper app at the moment, do you, do you have a gut feeling for where overall James Connor is going? And you were talking about him earlier as running back in that 12 to 13 range. And I wasn't sure whether you were saying that in your rankings or not. But do you know overall his ADP? No, I I don't really look at the overalls, to be honest. I kind of more break it down to position. It's, I kind of get a better feel that way. Um, I was, as an overall, it, it's kind of weird because I feel like every time I see a mock that we do on here, on Astro as well, even the, the two that we've done, he's actually slipped to like just at the start of the third. So that would be like pick 33. So, I didn't think he was that low. So, I, I think that might be slightly an anomaly. I might say it's like 29, 30. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Yeah, I was going to guess 35, to be honest. But. Gosh. Can I tell you, Taylor? He is currently number 30 on Sleeper. Oh, I shouldn't have hedged. Should have just said 30. I'm fucking blown <laughs> away, man. Not only do you he know. Knows. The boyfriend back in inside and out. You know his address. You know everything, mate. You've got his whole phone number, his zip code, the lot. Fuck me. Um, I know. Justin, Justin's got to watch out, mate. I might be hopping into bed with James. Fucking hell. All right. I'm going to dial up the difficulty for you on the next one, mate. You, you fucking look oh, out. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> one of Taylor's former boyfriends, Terry McLaurin, for you. Manjot is a receiver who wears a kind of red color. So, this, this is a good one to save for you. Uh, where do you think his overall ADP is? Oh, me or Taylor? No, you, he man. Said, he's giving this one to you. I'm giving oh. this one to you. He's a receiver who wears kind of a red colour. I'm going to guess around that 65 range. Whoa. Can I, can I, can I have a go? Oh, yeah, yeah. have a crack. I'm going to say 44. Wow. This is so, a very big difference. Yeah, so there's a big gap and either one of you is really right, which means the other one of you is really wrong. Um, Manjo, sorry, you're really wrong. <laughs> yeah. rounds higher. Um, so, 65 is putting him in the middle of the seventh in a 10-team league. Um, yeah, he's actually sort of middle of the – well, early in the fifth, he's he's number 41. So, it's on that fourth, fifth sort of bend. Oh, 41 is um, literally my favourite number because of Dirk. What, what am I doing? Because yeah. of smooches, mate. Doing Fucking McKissick, you right? Oh. God yeah, damn. Dirk who? Yeah. Fuck. Is this guy? Doing, man? <laughs> Dirk, I never heard of her. <laughs> uh, uh, so right. Out of two ADPs, I've basically been three off. Come on. Yeah. If we were playing cliffhanger <laughs> on fucking the price is <laughs> right, mate, you'd be crushing this. In fact, that's what we're going to do next time I do this segment is we're going to, I'm going to give you 20 points each and I'm going to take points off you for how far away. <laughs> Manjot would have spent all of his right there. <laughs> yeah. I would have been done. <laughs> There'd be this Yoda lay. 
sound as the guy falls off the cliff. Um, all right, Tay. Um, Manjot took this guy in our draft just now. Miles Sanders in a in in ADP. Any idea where he lands? Ah, uh, just sort of going for the think tank here. Yeah, I think this is going to sort you out a bit, mate. Oh, fucking yeah, you have to start. Seventy-two. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> not- it was it was Man. around there where I took him. Yeah, wasn't it? I took him in the fifth round. It was fifth round pick nine, which is five times seventy-three. Hey, that's yeah, seventy-three. Yeah, that's right. It's sixty-seven. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> So you got a little bit of value on him, Manjo. Wow. Yeah, I got what four, five, six picks on him. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm just yeah. a standard Taylor. You've been on all kinds of concoctions of drugs in the last couple of weeks to really try and help you just <laughs> be a human and stay Maybe alive. Maybe those help me. They've given me superhuman human powers. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a bit of performance enhancement happening here, mate. I do. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm taking steroids right now, guys, for my COVID. <laughs> so, yeah, they're not really helping in this segment, but yeah. I'm blown right, away. One, mate? I'm blown oh, away. <laughs> All right, on to the fourth one. Oh. Man, Joe, I'm going to keep you with wide receiver. Yeah. Um, and we talked about these guys last week on, um, and well, in fact, we talked about both players on this team in some depth, but um, Jerry Judy. Do you have any idea where Jerry Judy's going in ADP right now? Oh, we were on the Judy I train, s- you and I, mate. Yeah, I saw him go just after Taylor, and Taylor's end of third. I'm thinking 52. Whoa, that's a nice guess. Uh, Tay, do you want to have a punt at it too? Yeah, I would have said something similar. Uh I'll go slightly higher. I'll say 56. Oof, and before I do my big reveal on that, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Tay, the next one you're going to get is Cortland Sutton. So have a little think about that one in the meantime. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is how these weird game shows work. Um, wow, man, Josh, so he's at 53 and you get oh. two. <laughs> I'm fucking staggered, you guys. Every round yeah. was pretty much just. Look, it actually would have been funny though because you were. He said fifty-two, and you, I was like, I'll go a little bit higher. So I imagine like you just sitting there going, "No way, he's going to say." Yeah, 53. I'm thinking fucking Taylor's just going to crush this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, a little lower technically because fifty-second is higher than fifty-six. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, the numbers higher. Number. Yeah, like, numbers I love high. that. Yeah, a little lower. Well. <laughs> 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 All right, so you've had a minute to think about Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I, I, I kind of did this with the first pick where I kind of am more going off what I've seen in most drafts more so than what we just did now. Like Cortland Sutton had fallen to me in a lot of those like mocks. Uh, I want to say 46 Wow. Mm. All right. Manjot, do you want to have a crack as well? Since we're, oh, we're just giving I'm, everyone a go at everything. Yeah, I'm going to be lower. I'm going to say, so if Judy was 53, I think Cortland was 51 for some reason. 
Okay, so you're both really in the ballpark here, which I'm just, fuck, I'm so impressed with you two. It's almost like you're professional analysts or something. Um, <laughs> so we had Judy at 53, Sutton's at 52. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shoot. So I was yeah. off by one both times. Both times. Who's that? Um... Wait, wait, who's at 51? Oh, good question. I had that here a second ago. Give me. Amari Cooper or something? Or two shakes. Hollywood Brown? Because I let you have 52, 53. Uh, 51's Mike Williams. Okay, yeah. yeah He's the guy I'm missing. Yeah. So and Cooper's the next down. receiver after them. So that's the band. It's Williams, the two Denver guys, and then Amari Cooper. Uh, it's so surprising, though. Like, I, so I'm technically 48 there on the turn, and I have there's so many mocks where I don't even get Mike Williams or Colton Sun. Like, so really, it's so, it's so odd that, that it's actually popping up on, uh, and it could just be the platform. Like, you know, 100%. Sleeper just has different ADP to to whatever the draft wizards going through, like draft pros or whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's close enough, but it's just yeah, it's funny that little bit of the difference. Like I'm, like I said, I'm stoked if Mike Williams and Sutton gets to me at forty eight. That actually gives me a lot better feeling that if that's their ADP, I might actually get them both. Maybe, yeah. And I think this is something that I used to do when I was when I was so addicted to what I was doing in pre-draft a few years ago. I would just go and find where I'm have my guys ranked higher than the NFL website so I knew where I could find value later in the draft because it wouldn't throw those guys up to the auto pickers and the guys who were just picking off the few at the top of the list uh, until later. So if I could just sneak in around earlier and get the guy who I rate higher anyway – and get the value to me, um, yeah. I was doing that. I was 100% doing that. And that was, you know, those years where I was coming with spreadsheets that had highlighters and shit on them. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've kept a couple of those from those drafts because I may have won <laughs> some championships in those years. Uh, but that, that was the formula as well as I was fuck-assing around with that. That draft right. was it honestly has Colton Sutton and Judy like seven wide receivers or part. That's what's yeah. how crazy it is. <laughs> and I bet you NFL.com will be no different in terms of it might not have them together and might have them in the same tier, but where you value one higher than the other in pairs like that, uh, take note because, you know, it, come draft day and we're only a few weeks away from draft day now, that can be a little little hack. So, maybe see. Just not so Mark Gowdy's going to take Judy in the first round anyway, so we don't have to worry about it. 100%. Yeah. James Conner in the first round for me, mate. Sixth overall. Oh, done. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> After just talking shit about it in the whole three. 100%, mate. 100%. Part of the plan. Um, last one. I'm going to aim this one at Manjot first. Uh, and I'm going all wide receivers all the time for Manjot because he and I, we're wide receivers, baby. That's yeah, wide think. receiver pros. Um, you've had Terry McLaurin. You've had Jerry Judy. Now I'm going to throw Alan Lazard at you. See, the difficulty gets higher each Ooh. round. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's actually pretty fun. That's a tough Yeah, that's a very, <laughs> very <laughs> difficult. If you had any coins yes. left, this would be the one that you're <laughs> fucking going to spend it, mate. <laughs> uh, this is, I think I saw around the 90 to 100 sort of range. I'm going to guess 108. I'm wow. going to guess 108. The big numbers at this point say... I think it's a, f- a bit higher than that. Uh, I think I'll say... One forty-one. Wow! I haven't been keeping track of the score, but Manjot wins this one. He's a hundred and five. Yeah. Manjot, really? Oh, yes. <laughs> this is what. See. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so impressed with you guys. Every round, someone's been that close. Yeah, it was so weird. I've, I've got him in like the seventh in mocks. Like I've done, that's why I went in the one forty. So 
That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I thought it was that platform thing at play right there. Yeah. Sorry, 100%. you were going to say, Manjot? Yeah, I, I just was drafting him early. Like, I was thinking about drafting him early, and I saw him around 98. He's ranked, but his ADP must be like, a, I said 108 just to be a bit more conservative. 105 Ooh. it was. So, yeah, it's just a complete guess. Now, I'm not really as big of a guy in mocks as Taylor is, but, you know, I still do a couple of myself, obviously, on the show. Uh, I'm going to be practicing a few 16 team mocks as yeah. we get into the as we roll into the Astro team, uh, Astro yeah. League I just, team thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just realized I completely fucked up the math. That's why. <laughs> I was doing it in my head just then. For some reason, I've had 64 as three rounds. And that's why I went, just that's why I went more than 128. And then out of another round. 64 yeah. is four rounds. So, yeah, yeah, I can see why I went way over there. Yeah, 140 is only like ninth round or something like that now. So, yeah, it's yeah. So yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I would have been more in like the 120. I still would have lost, but yeah. 96 seven, is- but it would have made more sense. Yeah, yeah no, 16 times six, 96. Yeah. We started going, so we started in the 30s where, you know, you see those guys a lot and then into the 40s and into the 50s and into the 60s and then just way up to 100. So, yeah, that was that was the one that gets you to spend all your coins at the end because I had five prepared. So, when you gave me the chance to put a sixth one in, I went and found a real motherfucker. So, you guys will know better <laughs> than to play against me. <laughs> yeah, when you edit this episode, put the results out on social media. It'll be 100%. interesting. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. This has been a fun little game. Um, we'll find ways to play more of these little games through uh, through these next couple of weeks as we lead up as well. We're going to have some guests on in the next show with any luck too. The fellas from the Aussie End Zone, which is, is Mandel's yeah. second home. Do you want to quickly talk about the Aussie End Zone while we've got a few minutes before we wrap? Yeah. I mean, we've been a bit, you know, uh, inactive. I haven't really posted anything since March, I think it was. So I'm trying to get the show back on the road. I'm going to you know, invite them on to the podcast next week and we're going to have some fun because I think yeah. it'll be mutually beneficial, both shows learning off each other as yeah. I always try and implement things on both shows into the other show. And I think it'll be very fun to just have uh, Brad and Ian just be on the show. They're going to be two good guys. I'm sure you guys will love to talk football with them. They're very good football minds. They're not exactly the biggest fantasy football players but i reckon they'll still have a lot of fun in our show and we'll show them what we're all about we'll show them how great our show is number one aussie nfl fantasy podcast meets the number one sort of local red eye news podcast slash aussie nfl news podcast I'll, i'll put them both there so that we're not competing we're just you know we're number one in our own distinct nfl fields so yeah uh we're gonna have to quickly hit that social media don't we oh yeah, yeah and i'm getting quick at this now because it's all on the link tree and if you don't find the link tree you're probably not doing the internet right you even get the pastry press stuff on the link tree and that's link yeah. forward slash aussie nfl fantasy of course, you get the TikTok, the Instagram, and the YouTube are all on those websites at Aussie NFL Fantasy, the Twitter at AU NFL Fantasy. Of course, you can email too. So if you're doing mock drafts, send them in because we'll continue to critique those at Aussie NFL Fantasy at gmail.com. And of course, 
if you're a more of a spoken word guy, get onto the uh, get onto the um, the anchor, which is anchor.com forward slash Aussie NFL Fantasy, and you can leave a voicemail up to a minute. We'll leave multiples. We'll stitch them together. You could be on the show, fellas. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank I'm you. glad you're feeling so much better too, Major. Yeah, uh, this show made me feel better. Thanks, guys. You know, a little fun, Mark. Yeah, we'll get next week. It's going to be even more fun with our special idea with the Aussie end zone. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. And nice to see the debut of Dr. Good Call as well. Thanks for coming along, Tate. Absolutely. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> and uh, we'll, chuck, we'll chuck the results of this mock-up on our uh, on our socials and everyone yeah. get voting again. That's always always yeah. a pretty fun we'll chat between us. 100%. 100%. All right, fellas. Thank you, Look after yourselves. Haroon. Yep. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Maddie C. Oh, let's get this out of the way first. Is there anything you all need me to say in my weird accent? He is ready to go. I did this to yep. Taylor a lot during Grand Final yes. in Astro League, and he was like, <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> Mate, I feel like I know who you're going to pick, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still running notes. I've just, so many times you said things that I think I could probably turn that into a joke, so I'm just running down. Aussie NFL Fantasy. They are a true R sandwich. Bread, ass, bread. This thesaurus um, is both terrible and terrible. <laughs> I've got nothing else. Um, I'm trying to coax him to just be like, shut up, you dickhead, or have a crack at me, and he's not biting. He's- that is the ice-cold worst take I've ever heard. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Okay, we all good on Australian culture. This is our long suit, right?